Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. So when the end of the proper press conference was happening, it was very humorous. And you can see the whole video if you check it out on YouTube. But Alex Gullish was acting like he was asking the players what they like to see. Food trucks, ice cream trucks, etc. And then a couple hours later, by coincidence, GoUSFBulls.com put up a full story, which you can check out now as far as more details outside of what's going on. Once they kick things off, the Fan Fest will begin at 5 o'clock. There will be a kid zone with, of course, Rocky D. Bull, face painting, balloon, all that kind of stuff. A beer garden. What's that? Merchandise, all that kind of stuff. So you can get all the details on GoUSFBulls.com. Parking is free. Lots open at 5 o'clock. Fan parking in Lot 18. That's along Sycamore Drive. So basically just to the west of the beautiful indoor performance facility, but you can also park at the Yingling Center. While I'm thinking of it, don't park north or south of the Yingling Center for baseball because there's other stuff happening this weekend. You have to park at Sycamore Drive. But back to football before we get to last night's baseball game. Here's a little bit of Tramel Logan. Wanted to include the questions. You're going to hear my voice. You're going to hear Joey Johnston's voice, among others, from the fourth-year defensive lineman who is about to drop a money quote in here. You'll catch it. Tramel Logan liking how things are going this spring with the new staff, including his position coach. That would be Kevin Patrick in his third go-round with the Bulls. I definitely wanted to ask him about that. You mentioned KP. You know, mm-hmm. He's with the first team. He's been around a while. Yeah. Still like he's still got that enthusiasm. Yeah, he do. Him and, like, like the entire um, staff, really, like they all like have that energy juiced up in practice. Like they're not just letting it be us juiced up or um, having to like uh, just making us like come out there juiced up. Like whatever's going on in your life or whatever, like leave it be where your feet at, and like be. It's a blessing to be here. Grateful everybody don't get the chance to play college football. So like that's the type of energy they bring, keeping us like you know up in the facility. What about the uh, energy specifically, the pace that the offense brings you guys? Keep oh yeah, it's, it's real fast, yeah. They try to uh, they try to slow it down and help us out, you know, lining up, because you know, it's still new defense we're learning and things like that. But like, you know, from the scrimmage and like the little team periods we do have, it moves real fast. Well, you remember the defense last year, the, the numbers are what they are. They're not anything like you wanted to mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You, ha- you have to lay in that for until you can play again. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is that like? How, how much do you want to separate from that? So, like, since the season ended, like, that been on my mind. Like, I, I didn't. I was disgusted on the way it went for me because, like, I hold myself, like, to a higher ceiling as a player. So, like, knowing I had the season they had, like, and, like, it didn't help benefit the defense, like, I really, like, took that personally. So, like, this upcoming year is, is going to be a different season for sure. What is uh, what is your feeling about the you know a week from Friday the spring game? Is um, it just kind of a, a showcase kind of thing, or what, yeah. what's going to happen that night? Uh, I'm not sure. I just know defense going to win today. So like, if you hoping to come see offense do this and that, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I feel. Every scrimmage. <laughs> yeah. So just expect the defense to um, cause havoc and uh, be dominant out there. What we just said. Uh, Brought sparks. It seems to me like there's good nature competition yeah. between both sides. Yeah. Has it been that way in practice? Yeah, every day it's been that way. And I love it though, because, like, especially like if you having them days, you feel like you ain't going, somebody's going to get you going. Like, it's more of that type of practice, and that's what I love about it. Defense is going to dominate. All right. That's something that maybe we'll have to see if it unfolds that way. Can't wait to find out. I'm sure the offense loved hearing that. 
Jalen Schuler, who is a linebacker, was a productive pass rusher out of Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. Played mostly special teams last year. Pretty honest about how that went, including the fact that the Bulls' base defense only had two linebackers. And when you had Greer and Boyles, and even when Greer out, DJ Gordon jumped in there, it was tough to get in. But can't help but like what Jalen Schuler had to say here. Probably just more of, okay, you know, I came here expecting to probably play a little bit. And, he, and we went through some changes last year. So um, before I got here, it was um, a 3-3 system with three linebackers. And after I got here, it went to a 4-2 with only two linebackers on the field. So the position that I came for wasn't, you know, a position anymore. We got a nickel instead, which, um, you know, made it a little difficult. More linebackers to play, less positions. But what helped me get through it is probably just, you know, staying true to myself, keeping my head on straight, knowing why I came here. You know, which was to change to help change the program, rather, because you know, same thing at the junior college I went to in Coffeyville. You know, they weren't the best, and got recruited pretty hard. Said, so, you know, we want to help you, want to help you help us come change the narrative here. Had a pretty good year, came here, didn't have the year we expected to, but changing now, keep progressing. He was talking about some of the drills and practices. One was going to be just for red zone. He said, do they change it up a lot like that? And is there Type of practice you like more than that? Uh, I think my favorite uh, days are probably like the third down red zone days because, you know, that's the closer up, more blitzes, more pressures and stuff. It's not really – at that point it just becomes, you know, who want to go harder, who want to hit harder, who want to be there first, beat the guy to the spot. And it's not as much mental aspect of it. It's just more, you know, who's more physical, who wanted more at that point. Really appreciated being able to chat with both of those guys, as did everybody in attendance. You could tell that, especially Mr. Schuler, who's not put up the numbers yet, but you can tell he's got that sort of fire in his eye, but also humility about him. So, spring game coming up next week. Until then, we're going to have a lot of games. We've got softball and baseball doubleheaders Thursday through Sunday last night. Quite the drama. UNF takes a six-straight win now against the Bulls. They've pretty much all been close last year, 2-1 to one and 13-10. to 10. This was kind of in the middle where the Bulls have been putting together in pieces either solid starting pitching, solid bullpen work, good offense, good defense. They've yet to put all four together, it seems, in many games. And last night it was the defense that let them down. But... They kept fighting back through it, that's for sure. In fact, they took the lead before the defense cropped up. This was one nothing With the Ospreys. Oh, Monke launches it deep to left. Going back on it is Reich, and that ball is gone. Joaquin Monke hammers that one out to the left field. His first home run of the season, and it's one nothing ball. However, right away, Lawson Gailey, who's been very good over the last few Tuesdays as the freshman starter for the Bulls, Walked the first man he faced, then a single and a fly out put runners on the corners. Drew Brutcher flat out drops the ball that would have tied the game. It was so deep, but instead of the next out being the final out and one to one, the next out was a RBI ground out followed by a double and it was three to one. But the Bulls tied it right back up. Next AB. Avery Love with stake to a lead of three to one. Oh, Snow drills that ball deep to left against him, and that is going to be gone. Eric Snow did not miss that get-me-over fastball. It got over the wall, and the Bulls are quickly back to within a run. It's 3-2. Eric Snow with his fourth home run. 3-2 UNF. Tying run at third for the Bulls. And Boza grounds it. See if he has the speeder base. Run it out. Third baseman. A high throw. It's a terrible throw, and the game is tied. What a awful throw by Clements. That is a break for the Bulls, and it's 3-3. Three
So turnabout is fair play. After that, the chances kind of dwindled. Justin Jackson did a great job over the next three innings for the Bulls, who did get two on with one out, but had both Eric Snow and Drew Brutcher strike out looking on two and two pitches. And Avery Love, who brought in a above 10 ERA, got through the fifth. Then the Bulls just got befuddled by Tony Roca. Now a hard-throwing lefty with good strikeout numbers, but not good other numbers. His ERA was above 11 coming into the game. His last outing had him get one batter out while allowing six runs. And he had not won a game since May of 2021. 0-6 last year, 0-2 this year. So could he finish off the Bulls in four innings? You figured, well, you'll hear what I say here, and it actually played out that way in a wild bottom of the ninth, pun intended. So it's almost one of these things where you, you see the stats, you see he's done what he's done to earn a win, but I just have a feeling it's going to take a little contact to get the Bulls going here. Two and two. Oh, man, that ball is drilled deep to right field, going into the corner, and it bounces fair and was dropped, and Betancourt is going to get around second base. There's going to be a play at third. He's got to hurry up and get down. He's safe. A triple. Oh, man. Did they have a chance? i got to tell you, they're going to review it to see if it might have been foul, and i got to think it's possible that it is foul. Oh, you know what? I think it hit the outfielder. I think he played it fair. If you're a fan of reviews, you love the ninth and the tenth inning of this game. That's indeed what happened and the Bulls would take advantage. Poor Mr. Roka comes out of the game hoping for the winning decision. Strong reliever and Lance Bolton trying to nab his third save. Did pretty well after this pitch, but this pitch tied the score. Two and two. Ball goes outside. This could score the tying run, and it does. A wild pitch brings home Jackson Mayo. And it is four apiece. Set the stage for a wild 10th inning with plenty of replays and well, a big mistake, and listen, Austin Brindling entering the game as their leadoff hitter above 370 with 15 for 15 on steals, and after he singled, the Bulls were so concerned. Riley Skeen's pickoff, though, gets away. He goes to third and scores on a single up the middle. There was another replay. The Ospreys thought they had runners on first and third with one out looking to add, but Jacob Runnels, who had the go-ahead hit, actually overslid the bag at third base. It was ruled on replay. And then a deep fly ball out that actually was the fourth Looked like could have been a homer, definitely run scoring hit that gets caught by the Bulls. And their own potential tying homer to start off the bottom of the 10th gets caught right at the wall off the bat of Nelson Rivera. Still, the Bulls had a chance. There was a balk that had the tying run at third base eventually and a final replay to end it all. One and two again. There's that change. Chopped high. Snow's got speed. Over to third base. Clements makes the play. Dives in head first and they call him out. Snow dove in head first. And I think the Bulls are going to review it, but I think they got him. They are going to review it. The game's not over yet. You have to review it. And they're slowing it down, and here comes the call. I think it's game over. We're about to get it. It's game over. What a thrilling ending. Just didn't go the way the Bulls wanted it to. And by the way, it was close, but not that close. It was an easy call. What a ball game. Snow made a real bid for his fourth hit. As it turned out, his second straight three-hit game. The Bulls get ten hits to just six for UNF. And, by the way, only two walks issued by the pitching staff. That was good. But the Ospreys scored a couple on RBI ground outs and get the 5-4 to four win. They'll get another chance at them in a couple of weeks up there in Jacksonville. Until then, 
a big series as we get back into conference play. We'll end the hour with Around the American and take you through the whole standings and what happened elsewhere on a busy Tuesday night in baseball. Again, no show tomorrow, but we'll have plenty to give you on Thursday with softball and baseball starting their next series. That wraps up Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.